0: Thank you for checking out this sermon video here at Hope Church. We are so excited that you came across this message and are tuning in. You are joining us for our series called If My People, Experiencing the Power of God Through Prayer. If you're joining us for the first time, I wanna be the first to say welcome to Hope Church. Do us a favor and text New to Hope to 94090. After you hit send, you'll get an immediate response from our team with a short form for you to fill out so that we can get to know you better. Once again, thank you for joining us today. Enjoy the sermon. Well, happy Thanksgiving weekend, Hope Church. I'm so grateful for this faith family. I'm grateful for The technology that allows us both to connect here on campus but also to stream online today. So for all of those who are joining our service from around the world, welcome. And we are very grateful that you are a part of this worship service. Across our nation this weekend, families and friends are slowing down to spend some time together enjoy some food together, and hopefully reflect the spirit of this holiday by being thankful. One of the traditions that we have in my family is every Thanksgiving weekend, we make what is called cinnamon roll turkeys. And it's a beautiful thing. The ingredients are really simple. They are cinnamon rolls, bacon, pretzels, and candy. If you've never heard of those, you are missing out on the favor of God. And if you have kids and want to start a new tradition, or if you just want an excuse to eat some cinnamon rolls this weekend, I encourage you to go online and Google cinnamon roll turkeys, and you can thank me later. But every year around this particular holiday, there is a tension that rises up inside of me. And here's the tension. The tension is our society viewing Thanksgiving as a holiday that is in effect for 24 hours once per year versus this call on our lives as the people of God to express Thanksgiving every day of our lives. Now, if you're anything like me, I would say when it comes to the weekend of Thanksgiving, I've pretty well got that under control. I can have a good attitude, I can be thankful, I can even post something on social media that says I'm thankful. But when it comes to the other 360 some odd days of the year, there is some room for me to grow as it relates to being thankful. And if you can relate with that, I want to pose a question as we jump in today that I want us to think about for just a moment. And here's the question. What would it take for you to become a more thankful person? What would it take for you to become a more thankful person? Now, more than likely, your mind went somewhere immediately. Immediately. For some people, when you see this question, you immediately thought about money. Because for you, Thanksgiving is connected to your bank account. For other people, when they see this question, their mind goes immediately to success. Because Thanksgiving for them is connected to their career or their job status or their job title. For some of us, if we're honest, when we see this question our mind immediately goes to sports. And our Thanksgiving is directly connected to our favorite team or our fantasy team. And just to let everybody know to pray for Pastor Scott, he has not had a good Thanksgiving holiday as a Dallas Cowboys fan in a very, very long time. Or maybe for you, when you see this question, you think about time. Because for you, Thanksgiving is connected to your schedule? Well, regardless of what your answer is, if you would say today that you can grow in some way when it comes to being a thankful person, what I want to do during our time together is I want to give you a place to start. And what I want to share with you does not have to do with money or your job title or your favorite football team. It has to do with prayer As a church family, we are in a series right now entitled, If My People. We've been looking at the scripture to understand better how we experience the power of God through prayer. A couple weeks ago, Pastor Vance kicked off this series and he taught us that the greatest weapon we have been given to bring about change in the world is prayer. Last week, Pastor Edward Paz was here and he taught us about how to pray more frequently or more consistently. And today, as we bring this series to a close, we're going to look at another principle about prayer. And this principle is found in the book of Philippians. So, if you have a copy of the scripture or access to the scripture, would you look in with me at Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 6. And I want to read two verses for us that we're going to unpack during our time together today. So let's look at God's word, Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Powerful passage of scripture. What I want to do today is I want to ask and answer two critical questions as it relates to praying with thanksgiving. If you're taking notes, here's the first question I want to talk about for a few minutes. Why is praying with thanksgiving so important? Why is praying with thanksgiving so important? As you look at verse 6, there are three words in that verse that describe prayer. There is the general word for prayer that is used, which refers to talking to God. We also see the word supplication, which is a word that means to make our needs known. And then finally, we see the word request, which means to petition or to ask. But right in the middle of verse 6, as we see prayer and supplication and request, there's a two-word phrase that quite often we just glance right over if we're not careful. And here's the two-word phrase. With thanksgiving. As we pray, we are to give thanks. Well, what makes that so important? Well, there are a couple of reasons I want to share them with you. One of the reasons why praying with thanksgiving is so important is thanksgiving is a command given by God. Thanksgiving is a command given by God. God, as you study the totality of the scriptures, you see God calling his people to be thankful. One of the places he does that, we looked at last week with Pastor Edward. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Look at this passage of scripture. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. One of the most common questions that I get as a pastor is people asking me, what is God's will for my life? Well, one of the ways that that question can always be answered is, it is God's will for you to give thanks. I love the way that Major Ian Thomas communicates that principle. He said this, if in any situation... You are not prepared to give thanks. You are out of the will of God. Also in the Old Testament, we see consistent references to be thankful. Over 50 times in the book of Psalms alone, we see references for us to be grateful. One of my favorite Psalms that talks about Thanksgiving is Psalm 100. I want you to look at this verse in Psalm 100 verse 4. It says this, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. Now, as we see the locations referenced in this verse, they really don't mean a lot to us. But a reference to gates and courts meant a lot in the Jewish culture that Psalms was recorded in. Because you see the temple of God, which is where the presence of God resided, that was made up of courts and temples. So here's what the psalmist is telling us here in Psalm 100. As you enter into the gates, as you approach and draw near to God, let thanksgiving be the way that you approach the presence of God. We are called to gratefully acknowledge the love and kindness that God has lavished on us. So that's one reason that praying with thanksgiving is important. Here's another one. Thanksgiving is consumed with the goodness of God. Thanksgiving, giving thanks is consumed with the goodness of God because here's what happens. When I begin to offer genuine thanksgiving to the Lord, my perspective on life changes. My heart begins to shift off of my circumstances and onto. The goodness of God giving me more confidence to face the challenges that are before me every single day. You may have seen some of the images that are circling around on social media and on the internet that show a picture of a person in January of 2020. And then it shows another picture of that same person in present day 2020. They're hilarious, and they don't look anything alike. Well, I found one of those this week that was specifically for pastors. I want to show this to you. Here is a picture of someone who is Leonardo DiCaprio, happy, fresh, excited in January of 2020. And then we see a picture of him in November of 2020. And all I can say to that is amen because that's exactly what this year has felt like. And I think maybe like never before I need to be consumed with the goodness of God. My heart needs it, my mind needs it, my attitude needs it, my perspective needs it. Not imagine so does yours. So very quickly, I want to share with you five statements of thanksgiving that I believe reflect the goodness of God. Here's the first one. I can be thankful God is my Father. When Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, here's how he said to start. Our Father who is in heaven. Our Father cares for us, He sees us, and He knows exactly what we are facing. He knows us the best, and He loves us the most. And as the perfect Father, He is approachable, and He is attentive to our needs. We can be thankful that God is our Father. Here's a second statement of thanksgiving. I can be thankful God uses all things for good. The book of 1 Peter chapter 5, the Bible says, after you have suffered for a little while or after 2020, the, great, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, I love this, will himself perfect Confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Here's what that means. If you are crushed today, if you are hurting today, as you continue to trust the Lord, there is coming a day when he will use what you were experiencing for good. God causes all things to work for the good of those who love him and who've been called according to his purpose. Here's a third statement of thanksgiving. I can be thankful God is in control. Psalm 47 says, God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. No matter how chaotic the world may feel to you, God is on his throne, and he is not shaken, he is not confused, he is not worried, he is not stressed out. He is in sovereign control of everything. We need our hearts to focus on that because that is good news. Here's a fourth statement I want to share with you. I can be thankful God is still writing my story. Philippians 1, 6 says, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. God can bring life, hope, reconciliation, healing, change, and glory to your situation. If you are still breathing, there is still hope. Because God is still writing your story. And then one final statement of thanksgiving that's so powerful. I can be thankful God does not change. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The previous statements we've just looked at are going to remain the same because our God does not change. He's our Father. He uses all things for good. He's in control. He is still writing our story. And He does not change. Amen. Amen. So here's my challenge for you this week, whether you're here on campus or you're watching online. At some point over the next week, I want you to pull your family together or maybe your close friends together. And I want you to pray through these statements of thanksgiving. Use the statement, use the verse, and just take a moment to thank God for these incredible realities of who He is and how that impacts our life. We need to be consumed with the goodness of God, and hopefully that gives you a tool to help you and your loved ones pray through that as you seek to pray with thanksgiving. Well, that's the first question. Why is praying with thanksgiving so important? Well, it's a command given to us by God, and thanksgiving is consumed with the goodness of God. And our heart, our mind, our attitude, our perspective, we need that. Here's the second question I want us to talk about for just a few minutes. What is the promise of praying with thanksgiving? We've established that it's important. We see that in verse 6. Well, verse 7 is going to communicate to us the promise of praying With Thanksgiving. Verse 7 begins with a word that is the exact opposite of the word that we began with in verse 6. Verse 6 begins with the word anxious. Verse 7 begins with the word peace. Could there be a greater shift in subject than to move from talking about anxiety to talking about peace? When we take our needs to the Lord, God responds to us. Verse 6 opens up by talking about anxiety. Verse 7 begins by talking about peace. And right in the middle of that, there is this call to pray. And verse 7 helps us understand how God responds to us when we pray with thanksgiving. Here's one of the promises we see in verse 7. When we pray With thanksgiving, we experience the peace of God in our lives. When I pray with thanksgiving, when I lay my heart before the Lord and I do it with a heart of thanksgiving, I experience the peace of God in my life. There is nothing like peace from God in the middle of a situation that's falling apart. There's nothing like it. When my life is filled to the brim with anxiety, God is ready to fill my life with peace that is greater than anything else I'm facing. Well, what, what kind of peace is this that God gives? Well, verse 7 shares it with us. First of all, it's peace that cannot be explained. The peace of God, the peace that God gives transcends human understanding. It's a piece that does not make sense. I don't know what you're walking through at this exact moment. We're all facing something. But God can and will give us confident trust in his perfect wisdom and unlimited power regardless of what we are facing. So here's what that looks like. People see you walking through a tragic circumstance. And then they see your faith-filled perspective, and they can't reconcile it. They see you walking through tragedy and and difficult days, yet they see your faith-filled perspective in the middle of those circumstances, and it doesn't make sense to them. The only way that's possible is if we are filled with the peace of God in the midst of those tragic circumstances. Peace from God allows me to view the difficult circumstances I desperately want to change as something God can use to change me. So here's here's this promise in a statement that hopefully will be helpful for you today. When I turn my cares into prayers with thanksgiving. God's gift to me is indescribable peace. When I turn the things that are on my heart, the things that are stressing me out, when I turn those into prayers from a heart of thanksgiving, God's gift to me is his indescribable, unexplainable peace. But not only that, he says that this peace also Guards our hearts and our minds. The word guard in verse 7 is a military term used to describe soldiers on duty. And that's really important, and here's why. Because peace does not mean you will not have problems. That's not what the Bible's communicating. It means the circumstances around you do not set the condition for what takes place inside you. Because God supernaturally is guarding your life with his unexplainable peace. We're guarded from worry. We're guarded from fear. We're guarded from anxiety as we walk in his peace. So verse 7 promises us that we'll experience the peace of God. But there's another promise here. It's this promise. I will experience the presence of God through my life. There are three words at the end of verse 7 that sometimes we just glance over and here they are in Christ Jesus. That's so important. Our identity, our life, everything that we are is found in Christ. We are who we are as followers of Jesus because of him. And hope, we've said this before, but there is not power In prayer, there is power in the one to whom we pray. And as we draw near to him, we experience his presence and his power through our lives. We've said it many times, but when we seek God in prayer, when we draw near to him in prayer, marked by thanksgiving, we experience him in power. I love the way that Pastor Bill Eliff captured this thought. He said this, more can happen in five minutes of God's manifest presence than in 50 years of our best human effort. What is that? That is the power that is found in the presence of God. And as you and I prioritize pursuing God in prayer, marked by gratitude, marked by thanksgiving. His presence will overwhelm us and his power will flow through us. And that's an amazing thing to think about. God's presence, God's power. But remember, this passage did not start by calling us to peace or to power. It started by calling us To pray because praying people are peaceful people. And the powerful presence of God is evident in and through them. So, as we conclude this three part series, I want us to understand this Thanksgiving weekend that it's important for us to pray with thanksgiving because it's what God has called us to. And because we need our hearts to be focused on the goodness of God. And when we do, he promises that he will overwhelm us with his amazing peace. And we'll be near to him and his presence will powerfully move through us. So if you would say today that maybe you have this Thanksgiving weekend covered And you're having a lot of gratitude that's flowing out of your life. But you could use some help on the other 364 days of the year. Let me invite you to take a step. And that step is simply this. To pray with thanksgiving.